0: It is day four of Daf Chaf Aleph. However, we've already finished Daf Chaf Aleph. We're now holding the Gemara Daf Chaf some Aleph six lines down from the top of the page. We continue with Daf Chaf Base. We've been learning a sugya about 11 or maybe 10 different stringencies of Kodesh over Truma with respect to ritual purity and impurity. The first of those 10 or 11 things was that a person is not allowed to immerse one utensil inside another. And we had two potential reasons why this was the case. Rabbi Iloh told us that actually this was the same reason as case number five in the Mishnah, which is, it's to do with chatzitsa of interposition, that if you have a clear utensil sitting inside another utensil, so the place where they touch could create an interposition where the water could not come between there. And therefore for Kodesh, we're stringent, we don't allow such a tefillah such a dipping in a mikvah to be valid for Kodesh. Rava, however, said it's nothing to do with that. There's only one case in the Mishnah, case number five, about the knots in the garment or the wet garment where we're concerned about chatzits, about interposition. The reason why one is not allowed to dip in in a mikveh one utensil sitting inside another is out of a concern that if you had a very very small utensil like a needle sitting inside another very small utensil where the mouth the tube the opening of that utensil was very very small and not large enough to create a kosher pathway of water to join the waters of the mikveh to the water that's sitting inside that utensil so out of a concern that that might happen, that a person might dip such a small utensil inside a mikvah, inside a very, another very small utensil, which would not be valid, so therefore we don't allow any dipping in a mikvah of one utensil inside another, out of a concern that people might come to do it with, a very, with two very small utensils, where the opening is not large enough to allow the water of the mikvah to flow in a kosher manner. So that was Rava's interpretation of the Mishnah. The Gemara says may What is the practical what's the nafka min? What is the practical difference in halachic terms between Rava and rabbi Ilah? Is there one and what is it? So the Gemara answers there is a difference between them which is sal In the case of a basket or a very large strainer that a person filled with vessels and immersed in a mikvah. What is a a large strainer. So a large strainer was a large basket placed between a wine press and the holding pit and it was used to strain the freshly pressed grape juice as it flowed into the holding pit. So if you have one of these very large utensils and you want to immerse another utensil inside of it then there'll be a difference in the opinions between Rava and Rabbi Law. Why? According to Rabbi Law, who says that the reason why we can't immerse one vessel inside another vessel for Kodesh is because we're concerned about a chatzitza, about interposition so we have that same consideration in the case of a large basket or a large strainer as well that the weight of the inner utensil the inner vessel might sit on the surface of the basket on the surface of the strainer and create an interposition between the inner utensil and the outer utensil between the smaller inside utensil and the basket or strainer that is the larger outer utensil and therefore according to Rabila if the if the stringency in the mission is because of chatzitza, then that will also be a problem with immersing a smaller utensil inside a basket or a large strainer as well. However, according to Rava, that will not be the case, the Gemara suggests. According to Rava, who says that the reason why you can't immerse one vessel inside another for Kodesh is because of a decree that we're concerned you might come to immerse needles or spinning hooks, very small utensils, within another very small utensil whose opening is not a certain size, whose opening is not at least the size of a skin bottle's tube. That was the minimum size, we said, for the water to flow and connect the water water inside the vessel with the kosher waters of the mikvah. So the Gemara says according to that that this whole decree of not allowing you to immerse one utensil inside another would not apply to vessels that were immersed within a basket or large strainer. Why? Because because there is no such thing as a basket or a large strainer whose opening is not the size of a skin bottle's tube. And therefore, according to of the Gemara posits, it would be permitted to immerse utensils within a basket or a large strainer, even for Kodesh. Because baskets and large strainers never suffer from the drawback of having an opening smaller than a skin bottle's tube. And therefore, they would never have been included in the decree against immersing vessels within vessels, according. to Rava. Rava would say only a utensil which could have a small version and that small version could have a very small narrow mouth. Only those types of utensils were included in the gazera in the decree not to immerse one utensil inside another. But utensils that never would have that sort of nature would never have that size opening. They only ever have a large opening. They were never included in the decree and you would always be able to immerse one utensil inside another in those utensils. So the Gemara has said the nafkemiddah, the practical difference between the two opinions, is where if you had a very large nature, like a large basket or a large strainer, so according to law, the decree would still apply. You, you, you cannot immerse one utensil inside another because even with a very large utensil on the outside, the inner utensil has to sit on the surface of the large utensil and could create a chatzitah and interposition between the two. However, according to Rava. A very large utensil by nature, which would never have, you'd never have a smaller version of that, which could have a very narrow mouth that would be too small to allow the water to flow in a kosher way, to join the mikveh in a kosher way, that would never have been included in the whole decree to begin with. And such a utensil, you would actually be allowed to immerse another utensil inside of it and immerse them together. The Gemara continues with Azdar Rava actually goes according to his reasoning elsewhere. His reason that he's explained to us here that the stringency not to immerse one utensil inside another was because of a concern that you might immerse needles or spinning hooks or very small utensils in a utensil whose opening is not large enough, who's not the size of a skim bottle's tube, is consistent with what he's told us elsewhere. The Amur Rava Rava's told us elsewhere, Salva milan kalim vitsbilan tohorim. If someone filled a basket or a large strainer with utensils and immersed them, they are. They are ritually pure, as we've explained, because Rava would hold these utensils. They never have a very small opening. They're not the sort of utensils that were included in the decree to begin with. And therefore, you see Rava is consistent. Our understanding of Rava here is consistent with that statement that he's made elsewhere, that actually there are some utensils which you can immerse other utensils inside of them and immerse them at the same time. So long as they are these very large utensils like a basket or a large strainer, which would never have had a smaller opening. There's no such thing as a basket or a large strainer with such a small opening. The Gemara now continues with some other statements in this same uh, quote from Rava. If someone divided a mikvah with a basket or a large strainer, in other words, someone partitioned a mikvah with a wicker partition, so that neither half of the mikvah contains by itself the requisite 40 saw of water, because they're partitioned by this sort of wicker material, someone who immerses in there hasn't been effective. It's not a good tvila because you've got two mikvahs here, each one less than the minimum volume of a mikvah. Ah, you might tell me, wait a minute, surely the water flows between the porous partition. This wicker has sort of tiny holes in it. Why doesn't the water flowing between the holes and the porous nature of the partition mean that really you don't have two mikvahos, each one less than 40 sa'ah, rather you have one large mikvah through which the water flows through a partition that is porous. Why is that not the case? Because the entire ground is porous. Clearly, we know the ground itself is porous because water comes, if you dig down low enough, you will eventually hit water because water is flowing from the oceans and the rivers and flowing through the ground. Eventually, it could reach the surface of the ground. And yet, and yet, we require there be four to saw of water in one place. The Gemara says, if it were true that we could allow a porous partition, To be viewed as if it's not there and that the water really flows directly through it and it's not really separating between two bodies of water. Rather it's just one mass of water that happens to have a sort of porous partition in it. Then any time you have water flowing through the ground we should say hey I've got a puddle here that is less than 40 star but this puddle is connected through the porous earth to a large river or to a large ocean. The fact that we don't say that shows you that where you have a partition, even if it's a porous partition, it is actually a valid partition and we do not view the water on either side of it to be one contiguous body of water. Rather, we view the partition as a genuine partition and therefore a wicker partition in a mikvah creates a partition and e- the water on either side, if it's not 40 sar on each side, that you cannot dip in such a mikvah. We're going to hold it here for today. I wish you all a very good day.